I'm Ron, the pastor at Ocean Water. Thanks for watching and listening today. I really enjoy bringing you a little bit of God's Word um, every week from the hills uh, behind my house here in San Clemente. Glad you could be with me. If you're new uh, to this channel, would you please uh, like and subscribe? Uh, I have 262 Bible teachings uh, with about 31,000 downloads so far on our podcast. Uh, my heart's to help us learn a little bit more of God's Word so that we can understand it, we can know it, we can, most importantly, we can apply it uh, to our life uh, each and every day. These are free. I hope that you'll share them with someone so that they can be uh, encouraged through God's Word as well. Now, today we're going to be in Revelation chapter 2, verses 18 through 29. It reads, To the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire, whose feet are like burnished bronze. Now, in this verse, the church in Thyatira receives a message from Jesus, described as the Son of God, with fiery eyes and bronze feet. What does this mean? Well, the reference to burnished bronze is reminiscent of the image of Jesus' holiness and judgment. This verse sets the stage for a message directed at the church in Thyatira. Now, verse 19 reads, I know your deeds, your love and your faith, your service and perseverance, and that you are now doing more than you did at first. Now here, Jesus acknowledges the positive qualities of the Thyatiran church, including their love, their faith, their service, and their perseverance. He also commends them for improving their deeds. This verse highlights the importance of growth and progress in our walk with Jesus. Now look at verse 20. It says, Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate the woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophet. By her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. Wow. In this verse, Jesus confronts a significant issue in the church. He accuses them of tolerating a woman named Jezebel who claims to be a prophet but isn't and actually leads the church into sin. Now you know you're being led into sin when, the, when you're being led into sexual immorality and idolatry. Now the name Jezebel is symbolic of a corrupting influence in our lives. It evokes a famous queen from the Old Testament. Now look at verse 21. It says, I have given her time to repent, but she is unwilling. God always gives us an opportunity to turn things around, to repent. Jesus gives Jezebel an opportunity to repent, demonstrating his patience and mercy. However, she remains unrepentant, emphasizing the gravity of her sins and the need for corrective action. God says this is wrong. He doesn't want her to do it. Now, 22 says, So I will cast her on a bed of suffering, and I will make those who commit adultery with her intensely uh, suffer intensely unless they repent of her ways. So sometimes the consequences of our sin is suffering in our life. This verse describes the consequences for Jezebel and those who follow her. They will experience suffering as a result of their actions unless they turn away from their sins. 
This is a warning of divine judgment. God always gives us a chance to turn around before we enter into judgment, before we suffer. Verse 23 says, I will strike her children dead, then all the churches will know that I am he who searches hearts and minds, and I will repay each of you according to their deeds. Now here, Jesus declares that he will take severe action against Jezebel's followers, even to the extent of causing death. This is a stark reminder that God examines the innermost thoughts and intentions of individuals and will judge them based on their deeds. Jesus is the final arbiter, the final judge of all humanity. The reference to all the churches implies that this message is meant not only for this church in Thyatira, but also for us today. Now look at verse 24. It says, Now I say to the rest of you in Thyatira, to you who do not hold to her teaching and have not learned Satan's so-called deep secrets, I will not impose any other burden on you. This group, this group of people gets commended. In this verse, Jesus addresses the faithful members of the church in Thyatira who have not followed Jezebel's teachings or embraced what is described as Satan's so-called deep secrets. Now, he reassures them they're on the right path and they won't face any additional burden or judgment. This is where we want to be. Now, Revelation 2.25 says, Only hold on to what you have until I come. This verse encourages the faithful followers of Jesus to remain steadfast, to hold on to their faith, to hold on to God's word, the truth, until Jesus uh, judges us. It emphasizes endurance and perseverance in the face of false teachings. There are a lot of false teachings today. Now, verse 26 says, to the one who's victorious and does my will to the end, I will give him authority over the nations. Did you know that Jesus promises a reward to those who remain faithful and obedient to the end? This reward includes authority over the nations, suggesting a future role in Christ's kingdom. Now, verse 27 that one will rule them with an iron scepter and will dash them to pieces like pottery. But what does this mean? Well, this verse elaborates on the authority given to the faithful. It alludes to the imagery of ruling with an iron scepter, a symbol of absolute authority, and to the power to subdue and judge the nations. Now, verse 28 says, I will also give that one uh, the, I will also give that one the morning star. This verse adds to the promise of authority by mentioning the gift of the morning star. Now in Revelation twenty two sixteen, Jesus identifies himself as the bright morning star. So if we endure, our, our gift is Jesus. Therefore, we may symbolize a close, intimate relationship with Christ. Jesus is the prize of being faithful. The last verse, 29 Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The message ends with the call to heed the message delivered to this church. This phrase is a reoccurring motive in Revelation. It reminds the readers and it reminds us the importance of understanding and applying the spiritual truths conveyed in these letters. This is why I've taught 262 
Bible lessons and some conversations with others about it because that is the esteem that I have for the Bible, for God's Word in our life and in our practice. This is the book that guides us, that fills us, that directs us. It's what we need in our life every single day. I hope you'll go back through and you'll listen to all of the teachings that I've done so that you can be encouraged to be in God's Word. We need to be obedient in the face of challenges and so many of the false teachings that exist today. Well, thank you so much for joining with me. Until next time, I hope you have a beautiful day.